Before we start the show, we just wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for your support. This podcast is a labor of love, and we are so grateful for everyone who has taken the time to listen, to share a praise report or a prayer request, to leave a review, or even share our pod with a friend. You mean the world to us. We recently launched a monthly sponsorship option to help us keep bringing you new episodes. So if you can, please consider subscribing. You can find the link in our show notes. And if you can't, commit to a monthly sponsorship. Please consider leaving us a review or sharing with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and helps us keep the show going. Thank you so much. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another unique episode. A very unique episode because it's about eunuchs of Yas Jesus. I'm Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with my bestie, Azariah Southworth. And here at Yas Jesus, we believe you can love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, no matter what you got going on down there. All right, so sit right down in the pew pew pews because today's episode is about eunuchs. That's right, eunuchs. So settle down for some. This comes to us from them. Kai Sayers is the owner of the Sanctuary Cafe and Performing Arts in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She converted a former church into a space that hosts drag shows, slam poetry readings, and sober events, in addition to an LGBTQIA prom. Sayers and the Sanctuary Cafe are joining an ACLU lawsuit against a Tennessee law that forces businesses that allow trans people to use the right restroom for them to hang ugly red and yellow signs warning customers of that decision. This facility maintains a policy of allowing the use of restrooms by either biological sex, regardless of the designation on the bathroom, is what it says. Well, Sayers says Sanctuary cannot comply with that law as a safe space for LGBTQ plus community, and she fears the business could be shut down by the law. Some local Christian groups created a petition calling for the Sanctuary Cafe to be shut down. It's also facing false complaints, protests, and even vandalism. But Sayers says they will continue to persist since LGBTQ plus locals have few other places to go. We're just trucking on, staying true to our mission and doing everything that we can. But it's not easy, Sayers told them about the Sanctuary Cafe. It's just emotionally draining. There have been times when I wanted to give up. But then I think about the community, the kids and everybody that we've impacted. And it just keeps me going. Sayers, I hope you just keep on going and keep on trucking on and that um, your partnership with the ACLU in that lawsuit is successful because, Danny, why, why would there be a law against this type of business? This is that doesn't make sense to me. You know, some it, this is a mess, and I'm sorry that they have to be going through this right now. But a lot of times, like it, that's what it, it, it means to be a trailblazer. It means that there's a little mess made, and then the next time it comes along an opportunity like this, people go, "Let's not make a mess like last time, and let's try to handle this." And they try, and that's how progress is made. So I'm, I'm sorry, but we are with you, and uh, we are definitely praying for you. 
Speaking of which, uh, this is the portion of our program where we do our praise report and our prayer request. Um, I love this part of the program. If you have a little something that you want to thank God a little extra for, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a hand in amplifying your message. And if you have a little something that you might need a little more guidance on, uh, we'll add it to our prayer list and ask our readers that they will do the same. Uh, we're going to start right now with one of those exactly, a prayer request. And this comes from someone who has signed their name with the letter L. L says, Please have a prayer for my friend who's dealing with some health issues right now. Please pray for him and his recovery. As simple as that, L, all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed. A small little message with your initial like that can move mountains. We're going to add your friend to our prayer list and pray for his recovery and pray for his strength and um, pray that everyone has a friend like you, L. Now we have a praise report. Azzy, tell us about it. Yeah, this praise report comes from Gideon. Gideon says, first of all, thank you for making the podcast. I really enjoy the sense of, quote, church you bring to everything. Also, I realized that most of the churchy stuff I liked that I grew up with was just so fucking gay anyways. No wonder it always felt like home. <laughs> yes, queen. But seriously, it's great to have a churchy place to feel close to God every week through the podcast without the negative churchy stuff. So thank you again. I really appreciate that. And Gideon has an episode idea. All right, let's hear it. So Gideon says, can you guys explore the subject of eunuchs in the Bible? Well, it's your lucky day, Gideon. I just imagine them to be the most fiercest queens, always lounging around the water pools, sharing the royal gossip when they were not holding the whole damn kingdom together behind the scenes like most of us queers do in real life every day. Uh, and Gideon also says, just really curious if they were anything like that what do we know about them and is there any queerness to their stories thanks so much wow and oh oh here you go danny gideon says p.s danny the best part of facebook for me lately have been these mattress ads woof <laughs> uh, well, I don't come with the mattress, Gideon. But what a great idea, Gideon. In fact, your idea was so good that that's what this episode is about. It's going to be all about me on a mattress. No, it's all going to be about Unix. <laughs> but thanks for the compliment on the mattress ad. Go buy a mattress. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with the scripture of the day. Hey everybody, it's your favorite time. It's the scripture of the day. Hey, hey, hey. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's soul food. That's right. It's the scripture of the day. It's food for the soul. What is it? Tell us all about it. From Isaiah 56, verse 3 through 5. Do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Azzy, I am feeling the scripture of the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a powerful scripture for anyone who is different on the sexuality spectrum. Um, you mm -hmm. know, one of the biggest weapons against us is always, oh, well, you can't procreate. Gay people can't make children. But then 
do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus mm-hmm. say the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who chose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters and will give them an mm-hmm. everlasting name that shall not be cut off. You will be in the will. You are taken care of. <laughs> you are in the deed. You're okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You'll get the apartment. <laughs> You'll get but the you apartment know, in Galilee. It's okay. <laughs> I, I like, I, you know, the new international Azariah translation would even take the sons and daughters and retranslate that to say a monument and a name better than a gender. Listen to me right now. Why do you think they're calling out sons and daughters? That's mm-hmm. a specific binary gender code right there. This is saying, yep. listen, you can't say I'm a dry tree because you don't have the right parts or whatever that someone says that you have. Take a son and take a daughter and you're going to be within my walls, a monument and a name better than the sons and the daughters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And for years, for years, people are told it does. You know, as you heard from listener Gideon, we need to talk about eunuchs. Eunuchs! They show up all over the Bible, honey. And I don't know if we call anyone a eunuch today, so I want to know who they are. What motivates them? What happened to them? You know, some folks haven't compared eunuchs in the Bible to transgender folks today, but that doesn't seem accurate at all. So the most basic definition of a eunuch is a man who's been castrated. Like any man who has undergone castration can be considered a eunuch? Yeah, although in the Bible, the eunuchs had a pretty specific role in biblical society. That might be why we don't use that phrase much anymore. First, we should say that eunuchs didn't just exist in the Middle East in biblical times. Eunuchs were a part of kingdoms around the world. We probably talk mostly about the biblical ones because, well, (laughs) that's what our podcast is about. But there are other (laughs) eunuchs. Yes, eunuchs would usually be servants or slaves who had been castrated to make them reliable servants of royalty. They were often highly trusted and were around the royals at their most intimate moments, which gave them a lot of influence, even though some of their jobs could be pretty menial. Eunuchs performed a wide variety of functions, courtiers or equivalent domestics for espionage or clandestine operations, Tenor singers, concubines, or sexual partners, religious specialists, soldiers, royal guards, government officials, and guardians of women and harem servants. All the fun stuff. (laughs) So much. But their task could include making the ruler's bed, bathing him. I will take that job. Cutting his hair, carrying him in his litter, or even relaying messages. That is a very wide range of uses. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they seem like a Swiss Army eunuch. Like, they seem pretty <laughs> high-level positions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the assumption was that being castrated lowered their status as men, which made them more trustworthy. They didn't have families of their own, at least no spouse or kids. Yeah, they were seen as trustworthy and less interested in establishing their own lives and family. And they were also seen as expendable. So since they weren't full men, they could also be easily replaced or killed. And there was no family to mourn. This does not sound like a good life. Yeah, well, they were often slaves. And I'm going to guess that a lot of these eunuchs didn't choose this life for themselves. 
But maybe there was something like a biblical career fair and they were like, Unix at a booth. <laughs> and like, I don't know, if someone asked, they could like pull down their pants and show that they didn't have their dingleberries. And then someone could ask how their job was like. And then they could be like, oh, the pay is really great. It's none. And well, the benefits, well, we got dressed up nicely, but no dental. And then, you know, was it worth it or not? No, like they should have had a booth is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe if some people were just so desperate in that time that maybe it was the only option for them. It just seems so odd of a choice for someone who is so smart and so fierce and so cunning um, to be chosen to do that. That's why slavery seems to be in the picture, because they have to force mm -hmm. them into it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the upside, they were, they probably knew all the hot gossip getting to be around the king or leader or whatever. And Gideon mentioned this, but you can imagine the stuff they heard. Like if you cut them open, all the secrets would just ooze out. Okay, maybe, but this sounds nothing like the transgender people today. They sound like they were captured, forcefully castrated and made to be slaves to the king or queen or whatever. They're, they're also really different than intersex people, people whose physical bodies don't fit neatly into our definition of male and female. Yes, very much so. I mean, this is a very different life, but eunuchs show up in the Bible a few times. Oh, I think you can't swing a spade cat without hitting a eunuch in the Bible. <laughs> but let me tell you, um, they could be an example for us all. Yeah, often eunuchs were foreigners, so one might assume that they were never considered the faithful. Or people assume if you lose your cockatoo, do that uh, you're outside of God's love. At least that's what we hear a lot about today. Yes, and eunuchs probably heard that in the Bible as well. But our scripture of the day had a cool passage from Isaiah that talks about God's love and redemption coming to all people. It names eunuchs, foreigners, and anyone who fears the Lord. Isaiah 56, 3 through 5. Do not let the foreigner joined to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters, that binary right there, that binary code. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. You're going to get the Nissan Sentra. <laughs> You know, that is both beautiful and filled with puns. <laughs> so, so part of the point of eunuchs are that they're people that have been cut off. You see that? So you shall not be cut off. You're like, yes, their junk yeah, was yeah, cut off, yeah, but they're also yeah. cut off from society and they're cut off mm -hmm. from forming a family. They're cut off from having children. But Isaiah says, I give mm -hmm. you, I, gi I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and name better than the sons and daughters. That was a beautiful message to hear, you know, to someone who has lost the ability to have children. Yeah. And yet there is the pun. An everlasting name that shall not be cut off. I mean, snicker giggle. I mean, come on. It's so immature. It's like second grade. It's second grade level. <laughs> you will not be cut off. Jesus also talks about eunuchs, using them as an example of why you shouldn't divorce. Basically, the message is, if eunuchs can deal with their state in life, you can deal with your marriage. Wait, 
if you can do it, their state in life, you could do it your marriage. Like basically, like when the sex dries up in your marriage, is that what it's saying? Like, if you know, at least you could have it once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit. That's a bit of a stretch. So I'll let Matthew tell this in Matthew chapter nine, verse three through six. Some Pharisees came to him and to test him, they asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause? Jesus answered, have you not read that the one who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. But divorce was permitted in the Old Testament. Yeah, and that's what the religious leaders say next. So in Matthew chapter 19, verse 7 through 9, they said to him, why then did Moses command us to give a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her? Jesus said to them, it was because you were so hard-hearted that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for unchastity, and marries another, commits adultery. Wait, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> there's that. So the Bible says whoever, the Bible says, the Bible says, whoever divorces his wife, except for unchastity, and marries another, commits adultery. But what does this have to do with eunuchs? This is all divorce-related. Mm -hmm. And you know who is really scandalized? The disciples. So, continuing on, yes, continuing on in Matthew 19, now verse 10, his disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, not everyone can accept this teaching, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. So, that's so fascinating. So, it sounds like Jesus is saying, it's, this message is for those who need to receive it. It may not, it doesn't apply to everyone. It is a strange reference to eunuchs. Like, if such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he says to them, not everyone can accept this teaching, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. I do see a resemblance here to the LGBTQ community. I do see a place here where we are talking about an age of acceptance for transgender folk. We're talking about an age, in, uh, an age of acceptance for the whole spectrum of LGBTQIA+. And this is, this. let anyone accept that who can. I feel like there are people who have LGBTQ tendencies from birth, most of us, and then there are some who have been made that way. I feel like and have tendencies that like like someone a, a men who sleep with men in jail, for instance, you know. And then there are some who like been that way out of love or whatever. But I feel like it, it really does speak to me on a bigger way. Every time I hear anything of acceptance that comes from the Bible, it's so powerful. Yeah, what what I see here is like the Pharisees coming to Jesus and trying to make something black and white that is not black and white. And Jesus is coming back to them and saying, honey, 
I don't paint with black and white. I paint with all the colors. And here are some of the other colors and some of the ways that this can be applied, you know? So that's that's how I see it and, and hear it. I get so mad that there are messages like this and that people don't bring them forward, that they don't really share them. Like, that. We, all we hear is this, these same, like, three or four verses over and over again that are so antiquated and don't make sense and are out of context. And then there's all this rich, beautiful stuff, that all these thoughts that people think about and they don't teach it. It's just... We'll see what we find when we open up our Bibles and we don't rely on others to, <laughs> to indoctrinate us, you know? So open up your Bibles, honey. But then again, it's still a strange story. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a strange story and a strange <laughs> reference to eunuchs. Like, don't complain about your marriage. At least you, your wee-wee is intact. It's still odd. We still have to figure yeah. it out. So here's probably the best story about a eunuch. And this is from the book of Acts. So it's the disciples after Jesus died and rose again. So this is the disciples writing this. In Acts chapter 8, verse 26, Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. Ah, Gaza. That is in the news a lot these days. It's funny how mm -hmm. these are still real places that we hear about. Yeah. So continuing in Acts chapter 8, verse 27 through 28. So Philip got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. You can tell from the story that he is in a position of power, but he's also a foreigner. So they make a point to call him a eunuch. That is very unlike Philip, this Jew converted to Christianity. Continuing on in Acts chapter 8, verse 29 through 31. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you're reading? He replied, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. The balls on this guy. That's a ballsy move. <laughs> it's like ballsy because it's a show about guys who had their balls removed. Anyway, uh, Philip is just walking up to the chariot to offer some instruction. <laughs> in Acts chapter 8, verse 32 through 34. <laughs> Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you? Does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? The eunuch is asking the right questions. This is a nice setup for Philip. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And, and continuing on in Acts chapter 8, verse 35 through 39. Then Philip began to speak. And starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. And they were going along the road. They came to some water. And the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, 
went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Wow, so the eunuch was so moved he wanted to get baptized right away. Also, side note, check out our episode on baptism where we talk about the timing of baptism. Also, snatched. <laughs> Philip was snatched, honey. The Holy Spirit said, oh, I see you, Philip, queen. <laughs> yes, and as soon as the baptism is done, Philip just snatches, disappears. He just ghosts us. Where did he go? Here's the last verse of this story in Acts chapter 8, verse 40. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Okay, so let's recap all that we've learned. Eunuchs were people, too. Uh-huh. They aren't really like transgender or intersex people as we understand them today. They held important jobs, but they were the outsiders. And the Bible continues to include eunuchs and even while people treated them like outsiders. God's love is breaking our boundaries and binaries. All right, everybody, for our tithe, love, offering, charity, act of good this week. Think of those people in your life who are treated like outsiders because of some physical characteristic. Short, tall, thin, fat, disability, blemish, whatever. Reach out to them and say, hi. Let them know that you are thinking of them and that you love them, that they are in your life. Text them. Do it right now. Text them. Just let them know that you, they are an insider in your life. Don't call and say that's the reason. Don't be like, I'm calling you because you have a blemish. <laughs> it's not the thing to do. We want to highlight and thank some of our monthly sponsors. Thank you, Autumn V, Marie L, and Cody K. Thank you so much for signing up and helping us keep this show running. Please send us a message on Instagram so we could send you a little thank you. We are so grateful for your support. You guys, we have a new segment. Now, you've heard our episodes with Semler, our first queer artist to go number one in the Christian charts. You've heard from Melinda Hale, the great ally who writes about love and justice in her songs. Today, we are going to close out with a song called Suffer in Silence by the artist Talea. We want to spread the love of other queer Christian music and artists. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send us an email with a link to where we can find an MP3 file of the songs you want us to consider. And now, let's bow our heads in our closing prayer. Lord, we want to pray for everyone whose body doesn't fit into the binaries and standards that the world has set. Help us to understand the fullness of your creation, including the ways our bodies are so different. God, I want to pray for those that are in high service positions. We don't really have eunuchs in the same way today, but we do have people who serve and hear things and keep secrets and have been told that they are less than human. Let them know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. We pray for Kai and the Sanctuary Cafe. Let it be a true sanctuary, one that lets people know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let them prevail against laws that are intended to dehumanize transgender people. And we pray for Gideon, knowing how gay church can be, because we have a loving queer God who created all of us differently and uniquely. We pray for Elle's friend who is dealing with their healing and recovery. We pray that you touch them and you be with them and comfort them during this time. 
And L, we want to pray for your strength as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yas Jesus Pod or on our website at YasJesusPod.com. If you like the show, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. It really helps. Doing so helps us reach new people and keep the show running. Hey, Yes Jesuits, you can leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yesjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yesjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a, hey, how you doing? It would just take balls and we'd love to hear from you. Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the Freakin' Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. And honey, I don't care what you think. God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all.
don't have to suffer in silence It's okay to cry out loud Cause people always change But my love still remains I don't have to suffer in silence It's okay to cry 